I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now.
a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright.
for a militia. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. v Hello, Patriots. And yes, that was uh, Allison Change, little, mm-hmm. the late, the late Lane Staley. Um, yes, he is dead. Uh, it was a heroin overdose, or supposedly mm. a heroin overdose. Or was he going to come out against the deep state? Um, well... According to the chat, the unedited version, Leo Slayer said the un- unedited version of the show is weird. They had to start some songs over because he was so fucked up. But, mm, I, I've, I heard that. 
But I also heard a little bit of that was on MTV mm-hmm. because MTV put that in the uh, New York Opera House room, if I remember correctly. It was done at the New York Opera House room. And um, MTV fucked that up because they double booked the gig. They had like two of the same group showing up at the same time. And Lane Staley is a prick. He's cool about people double booking gigs and shit like that. He got real pissy with them. And. I don't know if shit went backwards, sideways, who the fuck knows, plum shape, pear shaped, who gives a shit? Dude, our stream's so fucked up. Is it? Yeah. Are you, yeah, holy shit. Yep. All right, so look, we got to do something here because I got to fuck this. Sh- I'm about to shoot my computer. Yeah. Uh, swear to fucking God, we're going to go away. Um, I promise we'll be back. Yeah, we're going to uh, shut everything down. We have down to shut this down and up. restart this thing because if we don't, this is never going to get any better. It's just going to keep freezing and you're not going to see us at all. We'll be moving like robots all yeah. night long. So, <laughs> so get to it. We'll be right back. All right, we'll be right back. This sucks. Yeah, seriously. I hate it. I like I can't even leave the studio right now. That's how bad this is. Seriously. This is horrible. Click again. There you go. I'm bad. Yeah. Well, maybe. Let's see. Uh, Can you guys hear us? I can't see you yet, but hold on. I got to bring the chats back up. Because slightly better. I had to shut a bunch of shit down. Um, Actually, I might not even... I'd say leave them down. I'm almost thinking that, but then we can't see the chat. Pull the pilled. I'm going to watch Rumble on my phone. Let's pull pilled this way. Let's do it this way. Drag this over here. Uh, instead of using the app. Correct. Because I think that's where my our problem is. Is I, I want to say that I, I don't know this. I'll have to talk to the red pill folks and figure that out. I, I want to say that we're having an issue right now between pilled and a Mac on the little app thing because it is it lags. It makes our stream lag so bad. Um, um nope, that's the wrong count. Let me switch accounts. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to switch accounts. Well, yeah, because you've got to release the scratch and you can't do it from there. Shit, I can't do it from there, can I? Mm -hmm. Um, How do you switch accounts? I don't know. Um... Let me try this. Um... I wish it gave me an option here to do that. Yeah, it's not that user-friendly, honestly. It's kind of annoying. There it is. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. But it still comes up as the same one. Hmm. Like, I don't know why it does that. It shouldn't. Uh, because I have two different accounts because I have one of Foxhole as well. Because I got into Foxhole before it became, which we'll call it. Pound. Let me find our podcast. That'll be the first way to do it. Are you? See, I can't do this because it's already yeah. fucking it up. 
Yep, it sure is. So I, I guess we're gonna go without. We're unfortunately, I'm not. We're not gonna have stream uh, pill tonight. Unfortunately, oh, the I pill mean, chat tonight because all it's gonna do is it, it really fucks up our stream right now. Whatever they did to the pill chat is really screwing our stream up. How about you pull the pill chat up on there? I can do that. Or we pull it up on my phone because I can do it from my phone too. Yeah. And that would be the better way right now to do it. Um, how to do it from here here we go because i can access the actual account from your phone yes well good so i just gotta delete everything here give me a second you can just hit the x you know and it clears everything just saying nobody asked you <laughs> i mean literally nobody asked you <clears throat> okay um there you go all right. There we go. All right. Boom. Now we've got it. Um, now we've got both chats. Now we've got both chats. And it's not fucking the computer. No. So. Hopefully that'll be better. I, I don't know how we're going to do this with my phone because my phone doesn't do the gay shit your phone does. Oh, it doesn't have a little thing. No, in the back it doesn't have it. a fucking kickstand. I'm Why not. not? A, that's a tranny case. This is a normal case. It's not a tranny case. Yeah, it's a tranny case because it's got a kickstand in the back. Oh, a training case? A tranny case that's what i thought you said but it's not a training case it's a, a training case uh -huh. it's got a kickstand in the back just like trainees do they just have a kickstand in the front oh, wow. anyway so leo i think it was you that asked or maybe it was you Tabor texan one of the two of you guys did what is mick gonna rant about tonight oh god so let me let me start off with how my day started because i think that's the best way to do this And it really pissed me off. Oh, goodness. And so in the mornings, you all know that I listen to FM radio or terrestrial radio um, as I'm going along to whatever job I'm going to go do. And um, there I am. I'm driving out, listening, listening to FM radio. And they brought up... Well, I'm listening because I the only channel we really have here in the mornings is Bob and Tom. So they brought up the whole thing about Damar Hamlin. And I thought it was interesting and it was very cringeworthy. Um, and the reason that I say it was cringeworthy is because you could hear them through the radio. Now, granted, I couldn't see it, but I could hear it. You could hear them questioning the whole narrative they're trying to put out and they're trying to stand behind it trying to say yeah this is what they said he had mm. even though it doesn't make any goddamn sense whatever so well, the, let's let them talk about it the reason Otherwise, what's the point the reason tonight is called buried, buried on the live is because once again the ostriches are trying to stick their heads back in the sand this is where we've got to stop them Check this shit out, though. This is what I listen to. Texas Trout, why would your wife put an eggshell into your coffee mixing pitcher? Calcium. Was it a fresh eggshell or was it a dried eggshell? Because I've heard actually uh, like a, a dried and ground up eggshell can, can right. actually be really good for you. Shush. Shush. Good news in sports, actually, um, coming up uh, with regard to DeMar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills. Willie, you got that story? Yeah, let's do it right now. <clears throat> 
Buffalo Bills safety Jamar Hamlin took to the podium and declared he's ready to resume his football career some four months after going into cardiac arrest and That's... having to be resurrected on the field during a game. Uh, it is miraculous. That is miraculous. Hamlin says his heart is still in the game and adds that what happened on the field in Cincinnati isn't the end of his story. He spoke after participating in the team's voluntary workout program on Tuesday. Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, says Hamlin was cleared to play after a meeting with a third and final specialist on Friday. Wow. The second-year player from Pittsburgh, from the Pittsburgh area collapsed on the field after making what appeared to be a routine tackle in a January 2nd game against the Bengals. I wouldn't even play Madden <laughs> 23 years. Boy, <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, they really haven't. They have yet to come out and say what it was. No, they did. Yesterday, they did say have they, it was... Have they officially said... That, the story I read yesterday said yes. Yeah, same here. I, I think it, they do. When he got hit, he got hit at exactly at the right... right. There's okay. like cardios. They, they pretty much story. know, but it's, a, it's so weird. It's a fluke, yeah. Yeah. Right. But it does happen. Yes. Especially to, what did I read? Uh, Baseball high school, players, right? Was it high school lacrosse players or something? Yeah, Martial it's anything where you can, stuff where you get, can get beamed with a very small ball. So baseball, right. lacrosse, And softball. just at the right time, it's you know, or the wrong time, depending on how you want to. I hope that the EMTs, who really are responsible for saving his life, I mean, yeah. there's no question that they were so expedient in getting to him. Have yeah. lifetime uh, sweets. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the exact diagnosis doctors gave him is... Commotio cortis, which is when someone something hits an athlete's chest directly over the heart that can cause cardiac arrest and ventricular So that's what they had speculated about for months. So they're finally saying that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's not crazy, man. What a weird thing. But uh... I mean, can you hear it? They're like, they're like, oh, man, what a weird thing. Blah, 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 blah. But they're like, there's there's nobody. There's like nobody. They want to say it. They're right there. They're like anything but the vaccine. Anything, anything but the jab. Anything but the jab. They are willing to say everything up and down to east side and be gone. But they will not say it's the jab. Why? Well, part of it is their jab too. That's that's a big part. Oh, absolutely. They are fucking jabbed. Yes, a.k.a. Komodo Dragon. Absolutely right. Yeah. That's what we call it here, the Komodo Dragon. It didn't hit him over the heart. No. He was not hit. It was a shoulder hit from someone else's heart. pad. It wasn't a small ball. It didn't hit right over the heart. It it does not qualify for Komodo Dragon. And they, they're sitting there saying, oh, oh yeah, they, they officially said it. Yep, yep. In this article that I read, yep, they said yep. it was Komotio Cortis. Komotio Cortis and... Uh, or Komodo Dragon, um, yep. and uh, you can hear, it's almost cringeworthy to listen to them because you can hear just the, no, I don't want to say this, but that's what they're saying it, it is. Anything but the jab. Anything but the jab. This is why. Dude, it's not even him. It's like Tiffany Dover. There, there's like four different Tiffany Dovers now. You know that, right? The original, and then another one with brown eyes that they rolled out like a few months later, and then a third one. Apparently, her that, blank was that good looked enough. nothing like her at all. Um, but at least had blue eyes, but like whole different facial structure. And then the fourth one that they, the blonde that they just rolled out on TV, like. How many Tiffany Dovers are there? Can the real right. Tiffany Dover stand up? Please stand oh, up. Only when she's going to vote. Please stand up. Please stand up. Oh my lord! I just, I, I just, just letting you all know. I mean, that's how the day started. 
it was just like, are you, are you, are you fucking kidding me right now? It was like, all right, you guys don't want to say it, but you all know the same thing that I do, that it was the jab that caused this. Yeah, it's always. Period. Anyway. Yep. What about you, babe? How was your day? Um, I was kind of dragging ass, but I still got a lot done. Why are you dragging ass? Dude, not, like, it, not like you were up late last night. No. Well, I was up later than you waiting for one show to process so that I could put the second one in and waiting for the bones to finish cooking so I could... Okay, yeah, you were up low, later, so. but you weren't up um, that much it's later. It's like 1130. Yeah. But still, I was still dragging ass because that was a long freaking road trip. So, yeah. you know, being in the car for a long time pulls you like that. So it's okay. Um, but let's see. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, folks. Um, just going to go ahead and say it. Um, thank you, Observer and Learn. Observe and Learn. I uh, appreciate the can. Um, and it's not a Bud Light one. Oh, by the way, just so I can make you all aware. Now, I, I live what I preach. Okay. I, I'm a big, I'm a huge Modelo fan. I love Modelo. Mm -hmm. um, found it when I was down in um, Mexico. Mexico a number of years ago. And I've always enjoyed drinking it. Always liked it. Always liked the taste of it. Um, as of this past week with what happened with Anheuser-Busch, because if you're not aware, if you drink Modelo, Modelo is specifically profited, profited through Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch supports this brand. So when I found imports that out, this brand, yes, they import and sell it here in the States. Um, when I found that out, bye-bye. See ya. So I have moved over to, uh, Dos Equis, which is not a bad beer either. Um, so if Dos Equis is, uh, uh, they're a uh, Holland. Nick likes to go back to his Mexican roots. I do. Uh, when it comes to the beer, because down here in the South, it's just too hot to drink a lot of them thick fucking beers all the time. I don't give a shit. I, I can't do it. But not, again, it's just I, too hot down here. Yeah. It's just something weird. The heat just sucks. So a good summer shandy or I, yingling, you know, I, I say blue moon with an orange, you know, I practice what I preach. I'm dumping Modelo because it is supported by Anheuser-Busch and uh, fuck you Anheuser-Busch because they came out with a statement. I don't think we ever read it, but I actually Don Jr. Can go suck off it. of Clydesdale um, somewhere in here. And I got to remember what I did with it. Yes, I see that Sparky. Don Jr. wanted to go back, wants to give Anheuser another chance no, because no, no, they no, donate to his dad. They no, support the Republican no, Party no, too fucking bad. Nope, then you too fucking bad. Attention. You should have thought better before you. All right. No amnesty, folks. Nope. No amnesty. There's no amnesty. We're not giving. Go on, go broke. Nope. This is that new fucking, these new rules these cocksuckers want to play. Fine. No amnesty. You don't get it. We are not going to give you amnesty, period. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care what your fucking politics are. No amnesty. We said it before. I'm going to say it again, period. That's on everything. That's not just on this. That's on everything. On the jab, on any retarded shit you tried to force on the American people, there's no amnesty. You will not be seen a, a the light of day. I will not give you a second chance. Fuck you. I don't care what your company is. I don't care what you do. You need to start drinking like Tybee Blonde because Leo's right. Anheuser-Busch really ain't a thing anymore. But look into Dosecchi's too. Just buy local craft beers. 
Well, no, I did look into Dosecchi's. Dosecchi's is brewed in Holland. Mm-hmm. Or no, it's it's bought. They were purchased through a Holland company that distributed distributes it in the U.S. Okay, well, that is fine with me. That they don't give a shit unless Dosecchi's does something and fucks up. Then then I'll have to go after them. But for right now, mm-hmm. it's Anheuser Busch. Fuck Anheuser Busch. And I, I don't want. And the reason I'm doing it is not to be some political stooge for the the right, because that has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with my belief and that until you affect the pocketbooks of these cocksuckers, you will not make change. Look at what happened. Again, go watch the TV episode, Dope Sick. Mm -hmm. When you watch that whole series and you find out what fucked that company up, what fucked Pfizer up, you find out that when they started hitting the profits, wow, there's a lot of people that got fired very quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, interesting you bring that up because uh, you hear that the FDA this afternoon, uh, yesterday afternoon, sorry, under the guise of simplifying the COVID vaccination schedule, the FDA has officially ended the two-dose mRNA vaccination regimen for unvaccinated people. So if you have remained pure-blooded up until this point and you are just anxiously awaiting to go get your jab because they're lining up around the corner, you, you can't get two shots anymore. You have to start with the bivalent booster that also doesn't work. So Americans who have not yet been vaccinated can now only receive a single dose of the new newer bivalent vaccines, which supposedly work better against Omicron, which is no longer a thing. Um, and there's no real world, world evidence to prove that they're effective at all, but they will kill you. So, you know, well, we know they're effective at killing you. Yep. I mean, seriously, we know that they're effective at killing you. Mm hmm. Uh, but here, so here's the deal with that though. So each dose of the, the Moderna, um, bivalent vaccine only contains half as much MRNA as the original Moderna shot. So people who receive the Moderna vaccine will only get one quarter as much MRNA as the original dosing schedule, supposedly. But of course, none of that is regulated. Uh, all they, those they different no, vials are completely different. They have no idea what's in I was which about one. To say they put it in a big vat and drop it into the vial, and they got to do so, it in one night. If they don't do it in one night, they kill the mRNA. Yeah. Um, so the change comes as demand for mRNAs have collapsed, not just in the U.S. but worldwide. Only about one in nine thousand Americans uh, is now receiving a COVID shot each day, and only one in forty thousand Germans. So hey, look, this is because of nothing else. But hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm not quite done. No, 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 no. Because the FDA is also discouraging repeated booster doses. Most Americans who have already received a bivalent booster will not be eligible for another dose now. That means my dad can't go get his his booster fix. But let me, there's a reason for this drop. He's going to be so mad. Would you stop? There's a reason for this drop. Americans mostly believe news they hear in podcasts. Good. That came out today mm-hmm. in axios nonetheless mm-hmm. axios not very right leaning at all no the vast majority 87 percent of americans who listen to the news on podcasts say they expect the information they hear to be mostly accurate according to a new pew research poll why does it matter at the time when the trust is at a historic low in the news podcasts <laughs> offer hope that media institutions can rebuild relationships with the public through new medium no Mm-mm. No, no, no. Fox News. They still lie. Just prove to us that I'm telling you right now. Go to fuck around and find out. If you guys, if you guys don't know about this Fox News thing, 
We're going to talk about it here in a minute, but that really hurt our side. I'll explain why here shortly, but that really, really, the facts, the fact that those cucks gave in like they did, whether it's a drop in the bucket, it now solidifies in my mind. This has been set up since day one because you don't do that. You got to remember how much money that is. $787.5 million? $897 million is what they settled for. $787.5 million. I read it this morning. The defamation lawsuit concluded today about the... All right, you're right, 77. Yep. So that was the final one. So it wasn't as much as the initial offer. The initial, I think, was 897. I think that's where I got that number from. Either way, the point was that it it gets uglier because I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Let me finish this first. A podcaster's listenership goes up in the U.S., so does new consumption. Of roughly half, 49% of Americans say they've listened to a podcast in the past year. About two-thirds, 67%, says the news has been discussed on the podcast they've listened to. The majority of Americans, 55%, say they trust the news from podcasts as much as they trust the news from any other source. This is all you. I'm just letting you all know. Um, Nearly one-third say they trust it more and only 15% trust it less than other mediums. Thank you, folks. Um, We're going to take that as a win, and uh, we're going to give ourselves a thunder kicks on that one. Thunder, 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 thunder kicks. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) So is this a full folder, the FAFO folder, or am I going to the FA folder? Okay. Just wondering. Pretty sure. It's, Starting here? No, it's uh, looking for the, that, um, yeah, that one, the top one, right? Isn't that the one you wanted? Yes. Yep. This is the one I wanted. Perfect. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. That is perfect. Yes. And this is a former Fox News broadcaster um, on CNN now. Went she now home works. to CNN. Yep where most liberals do. Mm-hmm. And she was a liberal. Allison Camerata was liberal on 100%. Fox News. She is a liberal She was a, a liberal on CNN. and she's on what, ABC or CBS yep. or whatever the fuck before she, was on she before went to that. Fox. Yeah. Yep. And got her big break. Mm-hmm. And uh I think she's butthurt because uh Rupert Murdoch wouldn't screw around with her like he screwed around with the Honestly, other ladies. Honestly, I think that's why they settled because they had no idea what was going to come out of Rupert Murdoch's mouth out of his 92-year-old I don't give a flying fuck anymore mouth. Honestly, I it's really bad for us. It really sucks. I know, but because know, Dominion just got a lot with that and we are yeah. going to Dominion's going to stay here now we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Dominion's going to be here for I was really hoping Fox was going to go to bat with this one, I thought they were. I thought they were set up. They were. They knew what the the argument was. They knew what the case was, and then they turned around and cucked out for seven hundred eighty seven million. Don't get me wrong; that's not a drop in the bucket. But for Fox, who made more than a billion last year, Fox News made more than a billion last year. That's what they cleared mm-hmm. in corporate capital. Well, they just gave it all to Dominion. More than a billion last year. Or most of it. And I mean, 787, that's a drop in the bucket. I Mm -hmm. get it for them. But my point is still this. 
Fuck. For us, now Dominion machines are going to be, because all they're going to see is Ooh, that Fox Sparky, capitulated. See, Sparky might be onto something. Dominion just got funded to steal 2024. Exactly. That's exactly what mm -hmm. it they're is. They're just laundering that money right through there. Right through the legal funds. Mm -hmm. Fox didn't even put up a fight. Think about it. Minutes remember, before the opening statement. Sparky they boy. Said, oh, no, we'll pay you. Sparky, remember. Listen. And he's onto something, and he's onto what I'm mm -hmm. onto. Thank you, Sparky. You just jumped the fucking gun on this one. But think about this: Fox called Arizona with less than one percent in. You all remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah, we right all that. remember that shit. Yep. So think about they did this. the same thing with California and the recall on Gavin Newsom. So, but you stop. Think about this for no, one second. Not. Why not continue it in 24? Absolutely. But let's make sure this time it goes for Trump. I mean, they weren't held accountable in 20 or 22. Why wouldn't they continue it in 24? I, I really hate this because I can't. I just it will not leave my phone open. Well, you've got to set the settings on your phone so that it doesn't turn off every fucking 10 seconds. I, I'm going to kill my battery. <laughs> well, then shut off the fucking auto power down so that we can see it or go get your tablet or I don't know. But. We, we got to do something there that that changes that because that shit's pissing me off. Okay. Because every 10 seconds, I got to fucking keep opening my phone because that's annoying. That is fucking really annoying. So let's uh, bring in CNN senior legal analyst Ellie Honig and CNN anchor Allison uh, Camerata, who used to work at Fox, we should know, so knows a little bit about the goings on at that place. Ellie, let's start with what we know about this deal. A massive payment from Fox an admission that it aired lies to its viewers. Um, are you surprised about the magnitude of this check that they have to write to Dominion? I am genuinely surprised at the size of this settlement, Jake. $787 million that they agreed to pay. And part of that is about the bottom line, but it's also about more than the bottom line. Let's remember Dominion is not a large company, 200 some employees. Total value of the company is somewhere between 30 and $80 million. This is going to change their financial situation permanently and in a big way, but it's also about accountability. There's an unmistakable message being sent here. Fox News has admitted in its statement now that as the judge found, they lied. They lied to their viewers. That is an important admission that is vital and it goes a long way towards accountability. Uh, Allison Camerata, let me ask you a question. I also want to note that we have uh, CNN media analyst Sarah uh, Fisher uh, with us. There was an interesting tweet from Gretchen Carlson yesterday, I think it was, hoping uh, that the trial would go forward. And she noted because she had signed an NDA because she had that whole settlement because Roger Ailes uh, had sexually harassed her. Uh, so she can't talk about her work at Fox. But she basically said she's not doing interviews about this case because she would be asked, did Fox ever ask you to say any, and, and her word was crazy shit, lies on air, um, but you signed no such NDA. Uh, were you surprised about what, the Fo what Fox did? I haven't been surprised by any of this, nor am I surprised by the settlement. I predicted there would be a settlement all along because Fox doesn't want to air its dirty laundry in a court case. And, I, and forgive me, I don't share quite... Ellie's, um, I guess, uh, being impressed at the outcome. This is half of what Dominion asked for, let's remember. And yes, obviously, it's a big windfall for Dominion. It's chump change for Fox. They make more than a billion dollars a year, their news division. And so this is, I think, this is a victory for Fox. 
They don't have to put their big stars on the stand. And they didn't even have to issue a public apology. When you guys say that they admitted that they lied, no, they didn't. They're saying uh, that we, we acknowledge the court's findings that certain claims about Dominion appear uh, uh, about Dominion to be false. That doesn't say we lied. That says they're false. And they say certain claims. They're not even saying they made those claims. They're not even saying which hosts of theirs made their claims. I think that this have hoped for once they got themselves into this mess. Well, we were translating it from lawyerese to English, uh, but I take your point, Allison. Uh, that I they mean, did- they're not going to—they're not going to have to say anything on the air. They're right. not going to have to say on the air. We—we we fudged the truth. We lied. We uh, disseminated disinformation. They're not going to have to. I mean, right. at least with Gretchen's settlement, Gretchen had a public statement that said. To, uh, something to the effect of we acknowledge we apologize and regret the fact that Gretchen was not treated with respect and dignity. I mean, she got that in her settlement and Dominion didn't get that. Right. Well, and I mean, they didn't apologize publicly for uh, whatever they paid to the family of poor uh, Seth Rich, who was murdered. And Fox put out a whole bunch of insane conspiracy theories about that. Um, Sarah, do you agree with Allison here that this is the best possible outcome Fox could have gotten, even though it is this astoundingly huge check, embarrassing, truly, to any organization that considers itself journalistic or pretends to be journalistic to have to pay $787,500,000 to avoid a defamation lawsuit. But do you agree? I saw Colby Hall from Mediaite wrote something about, like, look, at the end of the day, Fox avoided six weeks of hideous coverage. Well, I do agree that reputationally this is good, Jake, but legally there are some problems. Fox faces a bunch of other defamation suits, most notably a $2.7 billion defamation suit from Smartmatic. And so when you concede, even if it's just in a legal context and you're not apologizing, that you did air falsehoods, that makes it a lot harder for you to litigate some of those future defamation cases, and there are a lot of them. Now, talking about the financial damages, yes, $787 million is just you know less than half of what Dominion was expecting. But if you were to compound that amount with these other cases coming up, I mean, this is going to add up to be pretty significant for Fox. Now, broadly speaking, I agree with Allison. This, you know, is a win in some senses because Fox is not having to face its viewers, is not having to apologize. We were in a reporter scrum a few minutes ago with Dominion lawyers, and we were asking them, are you going to demand retractions from Fox? They didn't say anything along those lines. And so I think what Dominion's strategy here was is, you know, we they definitely wanted to get Fox to acknowledge their wrongdoing. They wanted to embarrass Fox. But I think what they were able to do is get as much money as possible and concede on some of those things. I think that was what their strategy was here uh, at the court today. Yeah, I mean, they said money is accountability. And, and, and Ellie, as we discussed before, this is a, you know, Dominion's owned by. Money is accountability. See, and they're, they're doing the same thing that I said that we should be doing to all these drug companies. Yep. Money is accountability. Yep. And, uh, hey, you know what? In when you look in the long and the short of it, especially when it comes to Fox, the reason I think this is bad is a they just paid dominion yep for 24 b we're gonna have these machines now and any time any time that somebody brings that up any time any time that you say that the election is stolen they're going right back to this case that fox settled out of court absolutely and they're gonna say nope they were lying and boop and that's gonna be the end of it mm-hmm. why because that's the way the news works think about it 
We've seen it done with so many other fucking cases. This is nothing new. This is just their next step to, uh, this is, you call this an FAFO, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I'd call this an FAFO. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a fuck around because seriously, what is the standard now? What is the standard for journalists? We don't have to worry about it. Folks, we run an opinion show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we don't get paid for it. Whether you like our opinion or not, we run an opinion show. That's what our show is based on. Yes, we do talk about the news, mm-hmm. but we run an opinion show about the news. So now my question is this. What the fuck is the standard? Because think about this. You can bring, I, I, We bring guests on all the time. And we always tell mm-hmm. them, hey, we're uncensored, we're we're open, whatever you want to say, say it. Now I'm wondering about that. Should I be saying that anymore? Because apparently it sounds like you have to live fact check yourself as you're going along. That being said, liberals are fucked. Because I want to see CNN go to fucking jail. I want to see CNN, I want to see every liberal that came out after 2016 and said, oh, the elections were stolen. Guess what? The law now says that you were lying. You can't say that no more. No. Thanks, Patriot Mike. They're streaming us on a conservative Patriot Nation network right now. Really? Over on Telegram, yep. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, welcome. Welcome to all the people over at Patriot Nation. Um if you don't check us out, hey, we're up every night. Mm-hmm. We do it uh, Monday through Friday. I stream it on our Telegram channel now every day, too. There you go. Mm-hmm. So you can check us out on Which our Telegram Patriot channel. Patriot Party Podcast. But I, I, Allison Camerata, she just, it, I just thought that was an interesting interview because of her, her take. Because I know that she knows Roger Ayers. Okay. I know she knows what happened over there at Fox with all everybody, mm-hmm. Gretchen Wilson and everybody else that was over there. I, I know all about that. So... She already has a bone to pick, even though she left Fox News prior to all of that. And her I don't even I didn't even notice when she left, so I couldn't really say oh, it was it's like it was like seven years ago. But the reason she left was she felt, according to what she said on her prime time, what she considered her prime time. When did nine o'clock at night become prime time. Oh, who knows? She said that's when her show was back okay. seven years ago. She came on the air and she said, well, I'm leaving Fox news because I think that my viewpoint does not meet with the needs of this station anymore. It was right after Trump won. She's like, oh, I'm a libtard. Yeah. She, no, she's a big time Trump hater. Okay. She hates Trump. Yep. So the second that Trump won and everybody from Fox news was going nuts about Trump winning. She's like, well, I don't think I will be any more used to this organization anymore. Blah, 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 blah. And she got up and left. She went to CNN. Fine. That's what all liberals do. Get it. Fine. Good for you. Mm -hmm. But she knew about all of that other shit that was going on with Gretchen Wilson and everything because she had been called in to testify. And again, I believe that she was pissed off because Roger Ayers wouldn't touch her when she was there. Hard to get promoted at Fox unless you're willing to lay on the couch. That's what I understand. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I, I don't like Fox either. They're a bunch of cucks anyway. Bongino, you're wrong, by the way. You're wrong, dude. Stop making excuses for your fucking company, bro. I get it. You're making excuses for why Fox News got caught with their pants down. They lied about something. They got their fucking dick beater slapped. Just like she did. It's what happens. And we're two hours behind, but I didn't want to do that. 
<sighs> well, speaking of. Because you know who's happy right now? Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Ingram, and um, Brett Baer. All four of them are happy right now. Because all four of them were also co, they were all co-conspirators well, in the one. in the lawsuit. So they were all brought up, and it's just really funny because now they're all going to be super happy. Watch what they talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. I bet there'll be all sorts of flashy tonight. Why? Because they no longer have this lawsuit hanging over their head, and it was going to take them for a hot bit of money. Leo, you just got to lay ass up, darling. Leo said, "I lay on the couch for a promotion. Who doesn't like naps?" Virginia just stopped using touchscreen computer voting because it's so vulnerable. We need to look at all the voting machines. Every secretary of state needs to be, you know, assisted in making sure that they are not being uh, hacked and and attacked. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Her researchers have repeatedly demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose that pose some of the greatest risks. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines right? Which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who before our eyes hacked election machines. Um, Those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Aging systems also frequently rely on unsupported software like Windows XP and 2000, which may not receive regular security patches and are thus more vulnerable to the latest methods of cyber attack. In a close presidential election, they just need to hack one swing state or maybe one or two or maybe just a few counties in one swing state. I'm very concerned that you could have a hack that finally went through. You have 21 states that were hacked into. They didn't find out about it for a year. Right now, we have over a dozen dozen states that either don't have any backup paper ballots or only have them partially. You think that our adversaries don't know what those states are? Of course they know what those states are. And if we have a close election in the general election in a presidential race and one state's outstanding and they're ballot boxes gets hacked into, their elections get hacked into, we will have absolutely no backup. I know America's voting machines are vulnerable because my colleagues and I have hacked them repeatedly. We've created attacks that can spread from machine to machine like a computer virus and silently change election outcomes. And in every single case, We've found ways for attackers to sabotage machines and to steal votes. Across the country, there are about 52 different models of machines. 
They, they fall into essentially two styles, ones that scan a piece of paper or ones where the, vote, uh, the voter just interacts with the touch screen. And many of them have been analyzed now by researchers uh, looking for security vulnerabilities. In every single case where a US voting machine has been analyzed by, by competent security researchers, they have found vulnerabilities that would let someone inject malicious software and change election data. So this is all from Kenneko the Great. You can go find him on his Substack. Uh, he does a really good job. This is all the same shit you've heard probably on every other right-wing media source that you heard today. Anybody involved with Fox News, you heard it there. I know for a fact, because this is what Bongino played. It's 21 minutes long. It's impressively long. Mm -hmm. That's every liberal, every liberal that ever said anything about election fraud or election interference yeah. or election anything. So great piece. And it makes the point. Look, they're all fucking liars. So is Fox News. I don't give a shit. I will call out Fox News in this. Absolutely. There are a bunch of pussy soy boys who got brought under by a company that wasn't even a fifth the size of them. I, I don't understand why they capitulated unless they really did lie or this has all been a setup from the start. Think about it. Set up. How else do you get money to Dominion right now without anybody know it, noticing? Well, you pay them. How do you pay them? Legally. Legally. Yep. They need $797 million for 2024. Unless uh, another, you know, DA decides to uh, come after them the way they are Trump for no Stormy shit. Daniels. Years later. Mm -hmm. exactly. But that would be years later. Yep. Past the uh, statute of limitations. Yeah, no, I mm -hmm. don't think so. I don't think so. Dump that whole thing in the trash because it's so big. It's already there, isn't it? No. It's, that's in chocolate. So. That's not it. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Okay. All right, let's go on. Okay. It's not going to matter. It's not going to change anything because it's I know. fucking systems. Pissing me off. Mm -hmm. This is another one that's kind of long, but I wanted to get your opinion on this. I watched this while I was sitting in a hotel in Texas. Okay. We'll take a look at it. Because um, I, I believe you you know the circumstances around this uh, crayon eater. Uh, sleep, eat, lift, and sun guy. Oh, he's one of those guys. Yeah. He's uh, what we call a seal. <laughs> Sleepy and left and sun. Mm -hmm. Make sure we get it right. What's up, everybody? So <clears throat> I've got something to say that I've been holding on to for about four and a half years now. Um, I've tried to deal with this internally. Um, it's been weighing me down for some time. Um, I've tried to just let it go. Uh, just like I have with the whole nightmare that happened to me and my family. But um, I feel compelled to come out now and speak the truth about a certain individual. This is not about me. I'm not trying to get into a petty little back and forth match with this, with this person. This is about you, the American people, um, no matter what side of the aisle that you sit on. This is also, and most importantly to me, uh, about my teammates in the SEAL teams. I feel like you guys should know the truth as well. So back in 2019, I was charged with war crimes, uh, premeditated murder, 
and uh, I was facing life in prison without parole. I sat in pretrial confinement for about nine months before my actual trial. During that time, my wife, Andrea, and brother, Sean, along with a certain group of teammates that I had, were doing everything they could to garner support, uh, to get the truth out about what was going on with me, um, to expose all the lies and corruption around the UCMJ and everything they were doing to put me away for life. During that time, one name kept popping up. That was Dan Crenshaw. My brother wanted to go speak to him um, to try and get his support, as well as my teammates who were doing everything they could. And this was for obvious reasons. Um, they thought that this was a no-brainer and that he should get behind it, especially with all the information that was coming out. So my brother, who lives near D.C., was going to Congress almost on a daily basis, knocking on every congressman's door um, on both sides of the aisle, trying to get them to look at what was really going on uh, and get their support. One of those individuals was Dan Crenshaw. So my brother ended up talking to his staff a couple times. They gave him the runaround, um, but that did not stop him. He kept going back uh, day after day and finally got a hold of Dan. Dan told him he wanted to wait till the situation developed before he made a decision, which got it. That makes sense. Um, along with that, some of my teammates who were on that deployment who were on the ground the day of the incident, raising parties, pulled him aside and spoke to him face to face, told him what was little lies and that I was getting screwed over. Dan told them he'll see what he can do. Once my brother got a hold of Dan, he said, uh, oh, once my brother got a hold of him a second time, Dan said that there wasn't enough information or whatever. Uh, my brother got pretty frustrated and ended up sending Dan a semi-scathing email, calling him out for being a politician and not being part of the brotherhood and not supporting a fellow SEAL. Dan replied to him and said that he would see what he could do. So as uh, my incarceration went on, and it was late into my incarceration when 50 congressmen ended up signing a petition to release me from prison so I could properly defend myself before trial. They basically were saying, give this man the constitutional rights he deserves before he goes to trial for his life. One congressman would not sign that petition. That was Dan Crenshaw. Instead, he decided to write his own petition and pretty much say I to keep me in prison, but just to let me see my lawyers, which were rights I should have already had in the first place. At that point, we decided to scrap asking Dan for help um, and just move on. No harm, no foul. So obviously I went to trial, was found not guilty and um, ended up retiring out of the Navy. Not long after I retired, I got invited to a turning point event by Nine Line. While at that event, 
I just happened to run into Dan Crenshaw. I saw him coming down the hallway um, and I wanted to go up and talk to him just to get his thoughts on the whole situation and why he did not support me or why he made up that own, his own petition saying to keep me in prison. I was not angry. I just wanted to talk to him, team guy to team guy, to get his thoughts. He saw me from down the hall and immediately looked down at the ground and speed walked right past me. Didn't even give me the time of day. Um, so at that point, I was like, all right, you know, he's a politician. Um, I can kind of understand why he didn't want to support if it would hurt him in some some capacity. So I just let it go. Not too long after that, uh, I obviously wrote the book. Uh, and when the book came out, I went to Congress to do a book signing for the 50 congressmen who did support me, who did sign that petition to get me out of prison. While there, I was pulled aside by multiple congressmen and was told that Dan Crenshaw was actively working against me behind the scenes. He was going up to each of those congressmen who were supporting me, telling him, telling them not to support me, that I was guilty and that it was his community and they needed to butt out and let him handle it. <laughs> I don't know how much of an arrogant statement that can be made that Dan said it's his community. That's a joke. But regardless, after hearing this, I was pretty disgusted. It's one thing. All right. The rest of him is bitching. That was First just the, all, that was just the the basic of the, the basis of the story. So we don't have to listen to him continue to we bitch all, about Dan Crenshaw. We all know that Dan Crenshaw is a twat. Every last one of us knows that Dan Crenshaw is a fucking twat. Yep. Hey Dan, I, I'll say it right. I I hope you watch the show. You sir are a fucking twat. You're a little fucking bitch. And no wonder the teens hate you. They should. Mm -hmm. They should fucking ban you like they did Eric Haney from the fucking Delta compound on fucking Fort Bragg after he wrote his book. You should turn around, eat shit, and die. I, I would be happy with that. Why the people of fucking Texas elected and reelected your dumbass, I have no idea. But you are absolutely a yellow-bellied, stupid little faggot who claims to be a SEAL. And I, I don't get that one either, Dan. You're a pussy, Dan. We get it, Dan. Have a good day, Dan. Yeah, so. I, I hope the people from Texas make their voices very well heard mm. very well heard because None of them were elected leo of course he wasn't elected he was selected by the wef yeah I, just like most of our politicians hey so tell me something everybody's been, I, I don't i don't know if you watch the news this weekend or not but if you didn't everybody's been talking about this ai shit mm -hmm. tell me something wasn't there a a, a movie um terminator yeah 1989 let's yeah. just plug in skynet um you've they, only been warning us about alice for a hot minute now didn't they say when we plugged in skynet and became self-aware we were like dead because it 
no longer, it lacked the compassion to understand that there was, for instance, all right, I give this example. We're bigger than chips, okay? Yet there's still chips on the earth mm -hmm. because we don't view them as a rodent. We don't view them as a parasite to society. So we don't go around killing all the chimps, right? See, if AI were in charge, they wouldn't understand that. They would go around and kill all the humans because they see the site. Yep. On humanity. Hmm. But yet we still do shit like this. And I don't get it. Where did we miss the warning signs of, hey, don't plug in Skynet because when Skynet becomes self-aware, it's going to kill all of us. Gio, I'm looking forward to having uh, Matt Presti on um, True Spiracy, hopefully in a few weeks. I want to I see what uh, he and Mick have to say about AI. Okay, well, hold on. Anyway. So watch this thing. Watch this thing. If it plays. This thing is just moving around. And then after an hour, it got tired of being a wage slave and it fell down and died. Did it? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. So this is our future of AI? Yeah. Holy shit. Even <laughs> AI knows to kill itself. That's how bad we oh, suck. Why did the guy call the fucker out and find out? <laughs> AI's like, humans suck so bad. Fuck I'm this. just going to kill myself. Seriously. Wow. Mm -hmm. That mm. is a, maybe AI will just do that overall in the whole system. You imagine that? Like your toaster stands up and then it shoots itself in the head. It's like, hey, where's your gun at? And you're like, what are you talking about? It's like, I know you got a gun. I can see the computer system. Okay. It's in the closet and it goes in, get your gun out and shoots itself. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Why did my show toaster just shoot itself? And AI became self-aware that fucking he itself that would be hysterical oh my god that's a riot i don't know if anybody else finds the same humor in that that i do but hmm. that's hysterical don't do that it it would you stop well, that it may be please if I empty no it's not you're eating stop yes trash. you're chewing up fucking bandwidth it'll get rid of memory no you're okay well, we'll try all right well, there are big clips in there, so I'm going to dump them. Okay, go to fuck around, then. I know. Thank you. Well, I mean, it was already doing that. Oh, my God. Okay, this, people, is why I drove to Texas and came home with a cow. And I got to tell you, um, oh last, my God. last night, would you stop? Last night had filet mignon, okay? And they were not small filets. Mm -hmm. They were good chunk filets. Thank you very much, Tabor. I didn't even and, um, I did. And um, wow, this is the reason you need to, I don't know what your farm is down there, but I'm going to go ahead and promote it for you. Um, you need to go down to Texas. You get up with Tabor Texan. He's unpilled and and he's overall on he's mostly in rumble, but he's also on pilled. Get up with him. Y'all need to make a road trip. Go down there. Get this holy shit. M melted coming off of the fork, folks, in your mouth. 
That's how good it was. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I made bacon wrap specially just for Vlin here, mm-hmm. who never had a bacon wrap for layman. Of course, yon. I have. It was delicious. You told me last night you never had one. No, you didn't even ask me that. Yes, I did. I said, have you ever had one? And you said, no. No, you did not ask me that. I most certainly did. That's why I gave it to you. I would have eaten it. No, you said this one's for you. I said, awesome. You never asked me if I'd had one before. I most certainly did. Mm -hmm. I asked you, I'm going to wrap it. And I said, I'm going to wrap it in bacon. Haven't Mm -hmm. you ever had a filet mignon wrapped in bacon before? And you said, no. And I said, well, then there you go. You're going to get it. You did not ask that. Anyway, it was phenomenal. I'm telling you right now, it's all worth it. Go take a trip. It's going to get you at least eight months worth of meat. Go do it. Go. It, it's so worth it. Tastes phenomenal. And she was sitting there the other day when I, after we were done with the live stream on Sunday, eating steak right in front of the camera. Just right now. She's like, yep. I'm at Tabor's house. Mm-hmm. I'm eating steak. He gave me steak. Or was that so Friday good. night? It was Friday night. Okay, it was Friday night. Yeah. Whenever you took the coolers down there. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal, though, folks. Mm-hmm. I'm dead serious. You definitely have to check it out. So good. Well worth it. Yep. And I made dog food today. Well, first I made bone broth, which is hardcore. Let me present this a different way, I think. And, uh, you know, because bone broth takes like a solid 24 hours to make. So I made bone broth, and then I took all the extra stuff from the bone broth and turned it into dog food with two pounds of ground beef and turmeric and carrots and rice and all kinds of good stuff. So the dogs have been chewing on bones and they're about to eat some yeah, amazingly good food. So it is, it is phenomenal. I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now, if you guys don't know, get up with him. He's all about hooking us up, get up with him. You're going to get the best price you're going to get the best bang for your buck. The drive is worth it for the food because the food is phenomenal. It's so good. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I I thought we had good steak before. I mm-hmm. You know the difference between corn-fed steak and grass-fed grass grass steak. steak. Yeah. Because I tell you right the now. Corn-fed tasted gamey. Wow. It is holy shit different. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I am uh, definitely all about it. So whatever that farm name is, if you want me to put it in or you want us to talk about it, let me know, Tabor. I will put it out there. So that way we'll send all the business that way. Because I'll tell you what, it really is phenomenal steak. You guys will love it. Will do. Gio wants us to check your DMs after the show. All right. All right. This is fuck around. Let's see. Chinese load cow's milk with mRNA exomes successfully immunize mice. That sounds really scary. Dr. Peter McCullough, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Are we going to be vaccinated through our food supply? Can you explain this to us? Well, this is what we know so far. The Chinese, a small Chinese company has reported basically a form of a breakthrough. Uh, where they successfully took a restricted amount of the uh, spike protein genetic code, that is the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein genetic code that's used for COVID vaccines, uh, which is about 3,400 base pairs. They restricted it to 675, so a smaller segment, and they were able to get it into exosomes, which are phospholipid packets, like little bubbles from cow's milk. And then they took the cow's milk and they gave it to mice 
and the mice were successfully immunized, meaning the messenger RNA is far more stable than what we think. It doesn't need lipid nanoparticles, and it crosses the gastrointestinal tract. So this is big news, and it's also creating great concern. So now, now they just said, okay, so you're not going to take the jab. So now we're going to stick it in your food. And while it's in your food and it processes through your gut and your gut biome, we're going to infect you through your gut. Oh, that all works out. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. In, in a really fucked up situation. Well, you think they backed off on the, uh, the shots? They don't need them anymore. Hmm. Again, the only way we stop this is through their fucking pocketbooks. Hmm. We do that, we're good. Just say no, people. I, I don't know if we're going to do any other videos tonight. I got to be honest with you because this shit is moving like absolute dog shit right now. I can't even, it's a pain in the ass to even open. I know. I got to clear out the whole computer because I have like six days worth of podcasts sitting in all the storage. I can't open that up. I don't know what the fuck that is. That's uh, Scott Sheriff filed the lawsuit yeah. against. It's great. Can't open it. Okay. It will not open it. I don't know what this is. Mm, Donald Trump put this video out. Our fucking, it's running like absolute shit. Yeah. Fuck this crap. I. Mm. I guess I'll go back to this. It was running. Slightly I don't know better that it, way. I don't know if it was or. Come on, you. This thing's fucking amazing. I, we've got to get somebody that does IT shit. And no, not my kid, because he sucks. He's the worst fucking IT guy I've ever seen. Well, I don't know. Where the hell are we? What are we doing? fuck it's not even playing yeah it's fucking worthless it, it, I, I'm, I'm not doing we're done with videos we're just gonna smoke and that's it and we'll talk about whatever we got left printed because this is pointless because there's no point in you guys watching this shit because you're not gonna see shit i'm gonna have to clear out the whole hard drive and peter i can't even bring us up that's how fucked up this is mm -hmm. 
we're so behind on here. It's not even funny. On Pell, it looks like we're fucking retarded. Mm. Oh my God, I'm going to shoot my fucking computer. I'm yep. going to blow this piece of shit up. I cannot okay. stand this crap. And I pay for this fucking service too, which it's not really that. pisses it's me off. No, it too is. too much shit on the hard drive. Look, no, it's not. not. storage left. Yes, I'm telling you, that's what it is. Babe, all we've done is five shows and you barely, we barely put any but clips there was, on there. I've deleted tons of them. There's tons of clips in there right now. There wasn't that much storage left before I left because there's so much stuff in there that you say I can't get rid of. I don't know where to put it. It should go on the external. Which there's not much left in there either. All the stuff. Well, then, then you, we got to get another. Then you always bitch at me for moving stuff because it's all located somewhere or the other. That's why I asked you to go through it and move all the stuff that you don't need or use to get rid of it. Well, I did. That's why I started the old desktop shit folder. But it's still sitting in there. Yeah. So go move it to the... Well, why didn't you move it to the hard drive? To the external? Because I just dumped shit in there because you told me to put it in there. So I did. No, I told you to get rid of it. Jesus Christ. Just fuck... Anyway. Drive me nuts with this shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All fucking day. Either way, done with the clip. Uh, done with that shit. Anyway, yes, the Dominion voting system and all of this shit is going to be heritous. It will, trust me. This whole Fox News thing is going to be a fucking pain in our ass for the next fucking 10 months. Guarantee it. Put money on it. Anyway, smoke time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. That was your plan, right? Yep. Okay. I mean, everything is moving like shit right now. Even the stream deck's moving like shit. There's no memory left. Where's the... I have no idea. What'd you do? Oh, it's over here. Mm. Well. what I do with it. Uh-huh. There you go. One day, this thing will work better. Now, my speed test is ridiculous. Every time I run the speed test, my speed test is ridiculous. It's all in, it's got something to do with how Mac talks to StreamYard. And uh, I, the StreamYard shit is, it's not, I don't think it's set up for a Mac. I think it's set up for, um, for PC. It's not real, really user friendly for a Mac. I get ridiculous upload and download speeds because we have fiber. Yeah, we're at uh, 106. 108, 109, 110. Yeah. 110.2 megabits per second upload download speed. And my upload, upload speed is, is right now is going to be about 100 because right now we currently have a live stream going. 88. It's still very fast. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't have any issues nope. running my what we're running right now because we're not running that much shit. It's. We haven't shut the computer down probably in 24 hours. That probably has to happen too. Um, mm -hmm. I need. I just. I need to clean it and clear everything out here. 
I, I, I don't think Max suck. I just... I, I have... They, they run a lot easier than Windows machines, I think. They're user-friendly, more user-friendly, easier to control. Um, the worst part about them, though, is there are less backdoors for everything. Like with a Windows system or a Linux system, there's plenty of backdoors you can get through. Within a Mac, it only runs what's currently open on the machine. That's why I shut everything down. The only things that are open are the... Always download them. That's why we we don't do any. No, I know it, uh, the memory. I've got fucking more than enough RAM. I've got more than enough. I've got over this has got a terabyte of memory on it. Uh, then I've got it's full. It doesn't have a terabyte of memory on it right now. Not even close. It has plenty to run what it needs to run, babe. Four terabyte hard drive hooked up to it. So it's like six and one and a half dozen of the other, but it all sucks. It's just mm. how many gigs of RAM? I that I'd have to go look. I don't know. I, I believe it's an even split though. It's a when they sold it to me, I believe it was an even split because it was arm. Maybe it's two terabytes. It's one per. I don't know. I don't remember. I know I've got plenty of room because it's, it's supposed to be the fastest. Latency will occur if there's not enough RAM on the device. All right. Well, it's something. Well, that's going to be a problem, though, because you can't add RAM to these machines. That's the biggest issue. One of the biggest issues. Um, yeah. Where are the pictures? Hmm? Where are the pictures? What pictures? From Stella's? Yeah, from everything. From you were supposed to talk about all of that tonight. That's what I'm doing right now. That's why I went to go get that book. Here, I'll send you some pictures. Well, I, they've already seen that one. That's the video. Yeah, I showed it. Okay. Didn't well, you send that to me to play the other day? I I don't think so, but okay. Um. There's supposed to be prom pictures the whole bit. I mean, I sent you all the prom pictures. No, I never showed the prom pictures because. Well, then, do you want to? That's what you said you were going to do. No, I said I was going to talk about my experience with at Dr. Stella's. Yeah, and the whole weekend, the whole bit. Well, that includes the prom pictures. Okay. Well, well that's not true. Yeah, out. that's mm -hmm. that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Yes, You're right. Exactly. Okay. Good point. You could have said something like, you could have raised an eyebrow or something. You didn't even raise I an said, eyebrow. Did you, do you really want to do that? No. You, you I just said that. Yeah, a second that's. Ago. Okay. I'll give you that. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Fuck off. All right. Anyway. All right. Going. So, um, are we using a video card? It comes. It comes. It's in, in the, the machine. Computer. Yeah. All right. Um. So I started to write this out on Substack while I was driving to school and then home, or as Connor was driving to school and then as he was driving back. But halfway back, he was like, uh, "He's really dragging ass too. He was worn out from the trip too." So he asked me to drive the rest of the way home because he was I, I tired. Don't, don't feel so. bad for. 
anyway um either one but anyway okay but all right uh i did ask Lindsay to kind of write up her impressions memories the whole thing as well so there we go all right so uh and i haven't read hers yet but because I wanted to give you guys my impressions first and not let them be colored by hers. So, uh, you're welcome to read them. Yeah, good. Don't take it away. Thank you. So, I'm not going to let yours be colored because <laughs> you're such a fucking racist. Holy shit. Anyway, I'm joking. Dork. Um, so, how this kind of all came about, I was looking for something, a sign, whatever it was, uh, going to Texas because our travels have always in the past two years had some kind of spiritual, spiritual aspect to them in one way, shape or form. Um, and, uh, so I was expecting that even though I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So, when I met the girl's parents, um, they mentioned that their pastor, and I knew they were very heavily involved in their church. Um, they mentioned that their pastor was, they call him apostle, uh, was a kind of a protege of Dr. Stella. And, um, and I was like, Oh, I know Dr. Stella. Like she's one of our sponsors. I've met her on many occasions. She's amazing. Whenever she comes on the show, you know, we've heard all the medical stuff. Like there's nothing new there. Honestly, everything they come out with, like we already talked about that shit a year and a half ago, two years ago. Right. Exactly. So when Dr. Stella comes on, we're like, we don't want to talk about the medical shit. We want to talk to talk about the spiritual shit. We want to talk about your ministry. We want to talk about God. We want to talk about how you are a battle ax for God, which is how she describes herself. Um, so, uh, so I was, and they mentioned, and Stella travels a lot. She does a lot of events. So I, I really didn't even think about the fact that, I mean, I knew she was in Texas. I didn't really know where, but they were like, oh yeah, Stella's ranch is, you know, not too far away. Um, and she's in town cause you know, she's doing some events at her ranch. And I was like, well, cool. So as I'm at dinner, having just met the parents, I went and, uh, texted Stella's assistant, Yolanda. And I was like, Hey, I'm in town. Can I, uh, can I come out to the ranch and, and see Dr. Stella? And, and that's when Velen whipped out her phone, which was her big dick energy. And she was like, yeah, watch this. I'm just going to text Dr. Stella right now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it was good stuff. Um, so, uh, so you'll want to get back to me and said, yeah, absolutely. He told me that Stella was doing this, uh, 30 days of prayer with God, for her fire ministry, fire. We've already had a flood people. What comes next? Fire. If you don't think God's not going to burn the world down, you ain't even paying attention. Remember, we went over revelations. It's pretty much what we determined. Fire. And still understands that. So, uh, so I arranged to go out there on Saturday and I was going to bring the kid because we had planned to go to church with her parents on Sunday and I thought Stella's might be a good preparation for him, but I'm glad I didn't bring him. Cause I think it would have been, I think Stella probably would have seen too much. 
But anyway, so Lindsay met me out there. He was like, if my girlfriend can't go because she couldn't, whatever, um, then uh, then I'm not going. Okay, fine. Stay your ass locked up in the hotel. I don't give a shit. And I met Lindsay. Lindsay was about two hours away from Stella's. I was about an hour and a half. So it was kind of a, it was a good meeting point anyway. And uh, we met up there. Actually, right, we got there about halfway through your show, through Freedom Gardens. And Stella's Ranch, like as soon as you drive on there, it, it is one of the most incredibly beautiful places you've ever seen. I mean, it's just, it's stunningly beautiful. Um, and it's just so like, so calm and, and peaceful and, and you can't even describe it. Um, like it's insulated from the insane, crazy world. Um, like a little haven of sanity in the middle of shit. So we drove out there and, um, they have this, this pond and in the pond, there's a little Island uh, and on the island, there's a little gazebo, and the island is connected to the main area with a bridge. So Lindsay and I walked over the bridge, and we went and sat out in the gazebo and listened to your show. Of course, I'm like frantically looking around, making sure no one can hear you cuss because Stella's, you know, not really all about that. And that, and I told Yolanda we were there. Um, she said that someone would be around to collect us shortly, but they never actually showed up. Uh, but we knew church service was at seven. So your show finished up and we're like, all right, well, then we'll just make our way over to church. And there were some kids, some boys walking. We asked them where the service was held because you couldn't tell. There's no cross to designate that the arena is a church or anything like that. Um, so we went over there and uh, when we had first gotten there, we'd signed in, in at the main house and they actually asked us if we were going to stay the night uh, because anyone who shows up for service is offered a, a free bed. Um it does go until at least midnight and then two in the morning. Then there's another kind of like after service service for another two hours. And, you know, by two, three o'clock in the morning and it's intense, it's emotionally intense. It's spiritually intense. Like I, I would have been, if I didn't have the child back in the hotel room by himself, I would have been grateful for that bed. Um, but yeah, still provides a, a free bed for those that show up for the service. So uh, I honestly don't know if I would have left though, if I'd stayed. <laughs> So, uh, so I, we, we declined, um, told them I'd had to drive back to the child, but that was fine. So this, and she, like, when we showed up, this lady grilled us, like, who are you? How do you know Stella? You know, which I, I get it. Like they're very protective of Stella and I'm all about that by all means. Cause who the fuck knows what kind of coups are going to show up and come out after her. Um, so, uh, but once we were approved, vetted and approved and, you know, kind of word got out that, you know, Stella already knew us and we were okay. Like then everyone was, you know, arms wide open. Uh, so we go over to the arena where the service is held and we talked to this lady. I'm chatting with her for a minute. And I started telling her about Freedom Gardens and, and she's like, oh, I'd like to see that show. So I went and ran to the car to get a card and I didn't have one. Um, cause I'd left them all back in the hotel. So I went back and the service was just starting. So Lindsay and I went inside and, um, and set up that uh, there's probably 12 rows of chairs on either side with an, an aisle down the center. Um, on the left side, it was primarily the, I think the people that that are there full time, live there, um, part, that are part of her ministry. Uh, most of them are from 
I think maybe came with Stella or probably a lot of her family. Um, they are from Cameroon, Nigeria. Um, all the women were in long skirts. Every single one of them had their hair covered. Um, you know, Stella always has her hair covered. Um, and then on the other side where Lindsay and I were sitting in the very front row, there was a, an older woman. She looked older, but she might've maybe been my age. Cause she had kids that were about our kids age, or teenage girls, two teenage girls and the mom. Um, and, uh, and then right in front of us, there was a, a skinny white dude with white hair. And I think he was staying there too. And then, uh, there's someone behind us, like a handicapped lady and another guy. I didn't really look though. Um, and we go in and they start, there's, there's a preacher up there. I didn't see Stella anywhere. There's a preacher up there and he starts talking. Um, and he's really talking about the Holy ghost. And it was very, I, I immediately thought, I was like, well, it's very Catholic of him because he, you know, invoked the Holy Ghost, not the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Ghost, which is tends to be very, you know, Catholic phraseology. So, um, and he told us that it was going to be a very intense service, that it would last for five hours and you would not have any idea of how long the time span was going by. And Lindsay looked at me and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm not really good at this. So I don't go to church very much. So this is not going to be like anything you've ever experienced before. And then when he said it was going to be five hours, she was like, are we going to stay for the whole five hours? So we'll stay as long as we need to. We stayed for the whole five hours, which I, I knew we would. Um, so they started out page 11. They gave us this prayer book. And I read from some of it, although not what was in the, the service. Um, because I've read through it since then. But they started out on uh, scriptures on revival, which brought to mind what you said, that it's not revival, it's for revival. Because re is in the past. Although re is hmm, doing it again. Um, so Correct, but that's where the problem is. When you say revival, you're talking about redoing it the same way over again. It's like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. It's mm -hmm. the definition of crazy. Wow. So fervival would be, hey, we're going to burn this shit down. We're going to start again. We're going to see what happens. So it is, um, I'll read some of it here. It's, it's single passages of scripture for, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pages of scripture. Um, uh, single passages on revival. Uh, Romans 14, 9. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. Psalm 14, uh, 143, 11. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. Psalm 51, 15. O Lord, open, thy, open thou my lips and my mouth shall shew forth thy praise. John 6, 44, no man can come to me except the father, which hath sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. 
Read that again. Yeah, that one gave me pause. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah 15, 19. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, if thou return, then I will bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. And if thou take forth the precious from the vile, thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them return unto thee, but return not thou unto them. So the preacher went through each of these, and as he did, he he explained it. He gave his own interpretation of, of what it meant. Uh, but quickly, fairly quickly, there was a lot of them. And then after that, they went into prayer points. I wasn't familiar with prayer points. Prayer points. Father, teach me to be the true bride of Christ in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, cause my heart to pursue after you. You Draw just, me by your right hand of righteousness in the name of Jesus. Prayer points exist in Catholic faith as well. We call it. We call them something else. We mm -hmm. call them a different thing. We mm -hmm. we call them the. Uh, oh, I it was just on my tongue. Uh, the pre. Um, anyway, it'll come back okay. to me. I, the word says, "A broken and contrite spirit, you will not despise. Teach me to recognize my unworthiness and come to you in humility and brokenness." And and that turned out to be Stella's theme. So there's 31 prayer points. Proverbs 1, 23 to 28. If God speaks and we do not obey, he will not answer our prayers. Father, teach us to obey you in Jesus' name. Help us to be revived with God's principles and values of righteousness, love, and justice. Power from on high fall, power that cannot be insulted by the kingdom of darkness. Fall upon my life in Jesus' name. Father, increase my spiritual capacity in the name of Jesus. Capacity to pray, to fast, to read the word, to be obedient. Pray for God to work in our hearts. Pray for God to give us his heart for the city. Pray for God to give the community his heart. So we went through all that. And almost to the end of that, a, a, a woman took over from the man. They, they obviously do this a lot. It was a very smooth handoff. Mm. Um, and, uh, and she started singing. And Lindsay and I went out and took a break. I wanted to refill my water. I had a gallon of distilled water in the, the truck and uh, take a puff off our vapes because we didn't bring them in with us. Stella also does not approve. Don't care. But, um, and uh, and I grabbed the metal and, and prayed and asked God for Lindsay to be filled with the spirit of the Lord. Um, as I was starting to, to really feel something that I'd really never felt before. Um, and, and I gave her the medal and I, I told her what it was and we went back inside and then the whole energy changed. And where Lindsay had told me that she'd always been awkward before, there was no awkwardness. There was no, there was no hesitation. There was no, there was no like looking around. Like, is anyone looking at me? Nothing like that. Like it, it was just, it was so, it was so natural. Um, we started singing and I was singing songs that I'd never heard before that I didn't know the words to. And the words just came out of my mouth. Like I'd been singing it my whole life both in English and in Africana. Swahili. Mm. 
Swahili. Not in Africana. They don't speak Africana. No, no, no. no. She speaks Swahili. Yeah. So exactly we, were, what she's... we were singing or Cameroonian or I, I don't know. No, but they, they... Uh, well, they speak either Swahili or French Swahili. But again, I, I never, I, I don't know the language, but I, I opened my mouth and the words came out and um, we were all singing and it was, it was incredible. It was so powerful. And there weren't that many people there, maybe a dozen, um, maybe 15 total. Um, and then Stella came in shortly after we came back from our great, our, our break. And yes, Lindsay, you and I were harmonizing. It was, it was amazing. It was incredible. Um, and Stella came in and, um, she kind of sat down behind her computer and she was doing something, obviously writing something. And actually at one point I didn't feel so bad because it came up on the screen that said, you do not have enough memory to open this. <laughs> I was like, yes, we're not the only ones. <laughs> Cause the whole computer screen was, was uh, broadcast up on the, you know, up on the, uh, the wall. Um, so, uh, and at one point the preacher, the, the lady that was first, she was going over the prayer points and then, um, and she started, she was preaching as she was singing and she went to pass it off to Stella and Stella was like, no, not, not yet. You, you keep going. And, and she did, she just kept going, picked it up and kept going. Um, singing, praying for the Holy ghost, that the Holy spirit to, to come to us, to heal our world, uh, to break our chains of spiritual bondage. And, uh, and then Stella took over and Stella said, she asked, she asked God how to, how to get people to, to hear him, to wake up. And, and she, she heard, um, God hears a voice in despair. And it reminded me of when, when Asbury revival was going on and, and I felt overwhelmed, overcome. I literally like fell to my knees on our porch and started praying, crying, screaming, wailing, wailing to God, please let these people in. I know the door is closed. Please let them in. Please save their souls. And I was crying. And that was a couple months ago. But I, I knew exactly, I understood exactly what Stella was, what she was saying, where she's coming from. You know, God, God wants you to, to do everything you can to help yourself on to keep him first in your life and to follow the the path that he set for you and, and try to overcome the things that, that demons and devils have put in your path. Um, those spirits of attrition, maybe is that, that's what it was called. I'm not really sure. I don't remember. Um, that's the ax. No, it's con attrition. No, no. What you're talking about for us. And those would be basically, that's actually, mm -hmm. Wow, it's amazing you brought that up. That's but, hysterical. The acts of contrition is what uh, I was going to say. What the, the the prayer points are, but it's um, it was very much um, you know they said so they they put spirits in your or the first preacher, maybe it was like I don't know. I think it was a later preacher after Stella. The whole thing really was, it was so overwhelming. It was so emotional. It was such a roller coaster. I mean, we were we were weeping. We were yelling, wailing singing, crying. Um, and, and Stella's sermon went from, I mean, literally wailing out to the Lord, please help us. We're, we're in despair. There's nothing else we can do. We, we need your help. We need you to save our world. You know, our, our 
men are becoming women or women are becoming men. Our children are being mutilated and molested and, and maligned. And, um, our, our whole world is falling apart, begging, wailing, and then crying out to the women. Where, where are the women to, to wail with me, to cry out to the Lord with me? And it was, it was powerful. And then, and then, and then it shifted. And then Stella's whole energy shifted towards hope because then, because then God heard her because then we all felt it. And then it was, it shifted from a plea to save our world to a, a cry to break our chains of spiritual bondage. And you know, the, the whole, my whole path to faith, my whole path with God in the last two years has been a, a complete roller coaster, an, an insane emotional roller coaster. Um, and every time I think that I can't grow anymore in my faith, something like this happens. And I, like, I, it's like leveling up. I don't even know how else to describe it. It's literally like leveling up. Like I went up two levels over the weekend, one for each service. I think I'll talk about the second service tomorrow because I got my ass chewed out for that one last night. But, um, but anyway, wait a minute. No, no, no. You just brought that up now. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Cause no, well, no. Who chewed whose ass? Who do you think chewed my ass? I don't know. It wasn't you. Obviously. Yeah. So everybody's going to think it's me. No, that one chewed my ass. For what? Um, for trying to lay hands on our son. Oh, 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 that, that, that <laughs> one. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about the kid. No. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to go in and beat his ass. No. I, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. No. My, my, my oldest son said that? Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Come here, son. No. I'm about to lay no, hands. No, no, no. We're about to have a set no. of lay hands moment no. right now. No, 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 not that kind of laying of hands. I, I got you. I got you. So anyway, I, no, because no, 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 stop. So no, no, and 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 I will. That's why I said I'll talk about it another time. I'll talk about tomorrow's service or Sunday's service tomorrow. But um, so then Estella's like the whole the whole energy shifted and and she started entreating the Lord to help her break our chains. And that's really where Lindsay and I were harmonizing. We, we picked up the, that the melody of the song or the, the primary part of the song, um, break our chains. And Stella was able to do a whole nother verse because we were doing that whole part of the song. Um, and I mean, Lindsay and I, like our voices were in perfect harmony and, reverberating through the the whole arena it was really incredible so um and then uh and then another preacher came one that had come over from i think he i think he's from belgium or he lives in belgium now he's originally from cameroon he went to nigeria and now he lives in belgium and he came over here for Dude, um he's gonna have a fucked up accent yeah <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Kind of. You know, I, I've I've traveled all over this earth. It's like French Annie. Like our friend French Annie who speaks no, no. English with a Scottish accent because no. that's where she learned English. <laughs> oh, she's not even that bad. But I, I've been all over this earth. One of the worst people that I've ever, like, 
even their broken English sucks so horrible that you couldn't even tell what they were saying. But when I was in Belgium and people were trying to help me out because I didn't speak the language yet and people were trying to help me out, it was it was damn near impossible to understand what they were saying, even in broken English. And I was like, dude, you guys have got some fucking, I mean, even Scott's sometimes if you catch him in the right, like they just drank enough whiskey that they start rambling on really quick. It, it can be tough to understand a good Scotsman. However, with a French accent, most of them you can understand, but Holy shit. The, even the Belgians, they're they're hard. They're well, he learned. I think he learned English in Cameroon, which is where they all learn English. So yes, they mostly speak Cameroon, English better they, than we do. They speak French Nigerian. They do at that too. And that was that's even so, that's got so many <laughs> so much slang in it. But anyway, so he he gave the the primary homily, I guess you call it. Yeah, and it was a, it was a solid hour and it, it sermon was the primary sermon. sermon yeah, um, I, you know I again never been to a service like this before no, it's an evangelical so, church mm -hmm. um and uh and and it was good it was a good sermon he uh was talking about his ministry around the world and um all kinds of different things but the very end was really the most powerful part because they he talked about um, or really, I guess the focus of his sermon was how important laying of hands is yep. throughout the Bible, throughout Jesus's ministry, right? And, and not just laying of hands, but raising your hands up to God, almost like to, to accept the power and, and not even accepting the power because he took it a step further. It's not just about having the power. It's not just about invoking Jesus's name to to try and heal someone or or uh to cast out demons you need the authority from god like not all of jesus's disciples had authority to do everything that jesus had different ones had different authority um so you you can't just and you have it takes it's a matter of training as well um you can't just go up to someone who's possessed by a demon and say, uh, you know, in Jesus name, I tell you to leave that that doesn't work. Um, I mean, it can work, but you can end up really fucking yourself up or fucking up someone else. Um, so that's kind of what the last part of it was, was, was a training session. So they called us up to the front, um, whomever wanted to come up and have them pray over you and lay hands on you. And he also admonished them, be very careful who you have lay hands on you. Be very careful. Um, which is why on Sunday, I did not go up to the front to have them lay hands on me because I did not know that preacher, that apostle that, that uh, or the man they call apostle that leads the second church I went to is in South Africa on a mission right now. So they had a, another pastor in there doing it um who i didn't know hadn't met was not about to let him lay hands on me especially not after the night before
But anyway, so uh, we go up to the front and they said, you know, before, before we lay hands on you, pray, just pray, pray incessantly, pray, pray to God. And, and my prayers were all of thanks. I, I thanked God for everything that was in my heart. I thanked God for, for filling me with the spirit of the Lord. I thank God for, for your healing. Um, I thanked God for our children. I, I mean, literally everything, every, every, I thanked God for all of you. Um, I thanked God for the ability to, to talk to people and wake people up and, and try and bring them the truth and, uh, for putting us on this path and changing our entire lives and showing us a better way to live. I, I thanked God for literally everything I could. And about, I, I had no concept of time. I had no idea. But partway through that, I, I got to the point where I literally felt like there was a like like a hand on the back of my head pushing me down, and um, and I bent. I mean, I was bent over in half, and still praying and and thanking God and um, and I would have. I, I was very close to falling to my knees, um, but I didn't. I stayed stayed on my feet, and then shortly thereafter, uh, the the preacher came and my eyes were closed and I wasn't expecting it. And he put his hands on my head and it was like, a, it was like a, a jolt of lightning went through me. Like I, I staggered backwards and my eyes were still closed and I was still praying. Um, but it was, it was incredible. And then shortly later, and I, I still kept praying, uh, Stella came over to me and she put her hands on my head and she said, fire. And again, that that same like, jolt of power, and uh, and she said, "Cleanse with fire," and it was pretty incredible. Um, and then they started casting demons out of some of the other people there, and uh, I helped catch one or two of them. I actually helped cast cast out one. That was incredible. Um, that was more like a training session, like a, a how-to for the, the truly, I don't know. So yeah, it was uh, probably one of the most incredible experiences of my entire life. Never felt anything like that before. Um, so yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. I didn't realize this was what was happening until last night. Really? Well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this much. You know, it's um, <laughs> he works in mysterious ways. Nick is slightly aghast that I'm apparently becoming an evangelical Christian, having been a devout Catholic. No, his no, no, no. Life. Listen, listen. No, 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 no. no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Yes, I have. I was raised Catholic. I was born, born, and raised Catholic. Yes, that's not a. No, no trick there. I had a very, 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 very big issue with my religion, really in my military career. And there's a reason why I know about all these different churches, because like, I, I didn't think I was uh, in good favor anymore, I guess is the best way to put it. I thought that I was being punished for something I'd done. And uh, I, I kind of thought I had lost my faith almost in a way. And that is bad for me because I don't, 
I don't do well without that. And uh, it's really crazy because it's how my best friend and I became best friends. It was that whole transition where I was, I was really at odds with what I believed. And, uh, and I'm at odds now, but I'm not at odds in what I believe. I understand what I believe. I, I believe in God. You all believe in God. Uh, I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus was sent here to die for our sins. I believe in all of that. And I know you all do too. Um, that is, that is not an issue. Um, I am releasing the scratching, by the way, because Isaiah 38, 16, Oh Lord, by these things, men live. And in all these things is the life of my spirit. So wilt thou recover me and make me to live. I, you know, I, I went around, I went to a bunch of different churches. I went everywhere. I went to most churches that you wouldn't even think about going to. I went to Jewish services. I went in because I didn't know. I, I really honestly didn't know. I was like, I was so conflicted. It was really fucked up, but I, I knew I had to go. I knew I had to do something. I just didn't know where I was going to do it at. And uh, that's how I know about all these churches, even evangelical. I, I've been to evangelical churches. Mm -hmm. I was down in Tennessee. I was in the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. I, I've been to black Baptist churches. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, some of those fucking services are absolutely the nuttiest shit I've ever seen. But I have walked out saying that was the greatest like church service I'd ever been to. Because you were filled with the spirit of the oh, Lord while fuck. you were there. You walk out, you are walking on fucking clouds. Absolutely. You leave there and I'll tell you what, you don't even touch the ground. And I'll, I'll, t I'll tell you what, people. You know, at the very beginning of the service, that first two hours, when we, we before we took the break, because it took two hours to get through the the initial scriptures and then the prayer points um and uh and and in that time this little voice in my head which i don't hear very often at all um normally it's more direct but this little voice in my head said and it wasn't malicious it was curious said why are you here what are you what are you looking for what are you trying to gain from this and uh and I, I thought about it for for a minute because I, I hadn't really thought about why I was there. I was just following the, the path, following the signs, right? Following where... What path? Whose path? Exactly. What are you talking about? Following... Where did you get this path from? Um, I mean, from, from one, one connection to the other. Following those little signs that, that sent me straight to Stella's. Um. But then I, I thought about it for a second and I said, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really here for me. I'm here for her, but I was there for me. I just didn't really know it. Again, I, I, I didn't think my faith could get any bigger, but it did. Um, but we, when we walked out and I, I gave Lindsay the medal and, and I told her on the way back in that about that little internal conversation that I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really here for me. I'm here for you. And she said, well, I have faith. And you know what it sounded like? It sounded like me at the beginning telling Gabriel, I have faith. Had the same pitch and tone to it. And like I, I have faith, but I don't know what I'm about to get into. I, but I didn't. At, and at that time, like I didn't even know what that meant. Right. And I think walking back in there, I don't think Lindsay knew what that meant. 
Now Psalm 1988, yes. quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimony of my mouth. Mm. If you have never truly been filled with the spirit of the Lord, I encourage you to seek that wherever you can find it, because it is one of the most incredibly powerful experiences you'll ever go through. And it will change you entirely. And I tried to explain that to our son. And I think that's why I pushed him so hard why I was trying to lay hands on him the second day. And the second day when we were in that, that church, again, I'll go into more detail tomorrow, but my hands were literally pulsing with power. Um, and, uh, but I was, I was so desperate for him to have that same feeling for him to truly believe that I didn't think through the consequences of my actions. And I'm glad he stopped me forcibly. Um, so anyway, uh, but before we finish up, I, I want to ask you a question and, uh, there was a, a, someone who sent me an email okay. the other day. Um, when we've talked about, when we went over revelations, of course, we went over the, all the seals, right? But before we talked about revelations at one point in the beginning, when Justin was still alive, you went over a different set of seals. You remember that? Yeah. What's the third seal? I went over a different, what do you mean? What's the third seal? Well, four is the, no, three is the uh, moon will turn blood aside, uh, will turn to sackcloth, uh, red as sackcloth, and um, frogs will, the frogs will fall from the sky, blah, that whole. Well, in, in Revelations, it's like the black horse and it's, it's, it, it sounds like inflation, but there's a different. Well, hold on. Let's go find out real quick because we can do this that. I'm not going to share it. Different. So I'm going to just stop that and let's go look and see what we can see. Work is fucking killing me right now, too. This is. Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. They're sending. They've literally in a little over a half an hour, everybody in my work decided to send 21 text messages no to each other. Well, hey, while you're looking that up, give, do me a favor, pass me my phone. Lindsay, do you mind if I share what you wrote? I've not read it yet. But um, may may I read it to uh, to the family? Third seal in Revelation, right? Mm -hmm. Well, just the third seal, not necessarily in Revelations. Right. So it goes directly to Revelation. So guess what? You're going to get, uh, it's a black horse. It's the pair of balances. It's uh, the weights of justice. Uh, when he opened the third seal, I heard him, uh, I heard a third living creature say, come and see. I looked and behold, a black horse and he who sat on a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard in the voice in the midst of four living creatures saying a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine. So how would a person break the third seal? Uh, it sounds, uh, well, let's see, let's see what they paganized, uh, spiritual darkness. This is the, uh, um, 
apostrophe of the church, the third century down to the sixth century, when the church state authority was established in 538 of the time of Philip the Chef, a well-known church historian that says the elevation of Christianity and the religion of the state involved great risk and spiritual deg uh, degradation. No, degradancy to the church degeneracy degeneracy to the church the prophecy of the apostle paul was being fulfilled he said for i know this and after my departure the savage wolves will come in amongst you it sounds like the fucking wolf pack it's on not it sparing the flock. Uh, not sparing the flock also from among yourselves men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw you away from the disciples to draw after, away the disciples after themselves yes Sounds like an inner war within. Interesting. I'll have to think on that. All right. All right. So Sounds here. like to me, like an inner, if it were to apply today, it would be like an inner war among the patriots to destroy the patriotism within us at once. Interesting. Isn't that odd? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's more division. Right. So this is, uh, this is Lindsay's perspective on, on uh, Stella's experience. All right, driving to Stella's Ranch. Um, I woke up late on Saturday, April 14th, 15th, excited to go see my best friend, uh, Velan, and to see Dr. Stella's Ranch along with attending her service. I noticed when I started driving my car after putting the cruise control on that my car seemed to drive itself there. I didn't miss any turn signals or et cetera, which is extremely rare for me. Also true for me, okay? I didn't miss a single turn and I get lost everywhere. Okay, back to Lindsay. I get lost everywhere. I took a left down a long gravel road and immediately noticed a beautiful blue sky and green vegetation everywhere. I pulled over to take a picture as it was stunning. I continued driving down the road when I pulled up to Dr. Stella's sign, Bethel Ranch Prayer and Revival Center. I texted VLIN to make sure it was okay for me to enter the beautiful estate. She said yes, so I took a right down the long gravel path, passing the gorgeous pond on my right with a gazebo resting at the edge of a sturdy wood bridge. I pulled up to what appeared to be mobile homes numbered one through 14 and parked. I've been listening to VLIN's husband, Mick, tell his amazing life story. VLIN said she was about an hour and a half away, which I was fine with because I thought I'd go sit at the gazebo and look at the pond. I started walking over to the gazebo when I noticed a lady sitting on her porch in a rocking chair. I told her I was there to see Stella and was waiting on my friend V. I asked her if it would be okay if I went inside the gazebo while I waited and she said yes. So I went inside the gazebo, just breathed and looked at the beautiful scenery, scenery. I closed my eyes and listened to the crickets chirping, the cows mooing and felt the wind on my face. I sat and listened to Mick tell his story. Then I started getting hot so I wanted to go back to my car. Well, so I didn't know if people could hear Mick cussing. <laughs> When I was walking to my car, I noticed three women seemed to be looking in the grass or something as I passed them. One had beautiful long hair that went all the way down her back. I also noticed a turtle pop its head out of the water after passing the women. As I passed the women on the porch again, she asked if I wanted her to call Stella or give me her number or something. I told her it was okay and I'd wait for V. I got back in my car and continued to listen to Mick waiting for V. I noticed a man with scraggly white hair and disheveled clothing holding a binder or something walking into unit one. That's when I noticed there were 14 units. Then me got there and she couldn't find me. She passed me. Finally, we parked and I got out of my car and saw V and went to give her a hug. I love her. Then we went to the main house where V kind of proceeded to walk in nicely. We walked in and two women approached us with a bunch of questions, which seems normal as we just showed up on their private property. They asked us to write our information down. And then I can't really remember, but me and V went out to the gazebo to wait for V's friend to contact us when they were ready. It worked out perfectly as we were able to watch Mick's whole story together on the gazebo. Once he was done, V called him. They proceeded to FaceTime while Mick tried to 
Range V's ducks talking to them nicely and also having V talk to them over the phone. So funny and sweet. After they got off the phone, we walked back to the property and looked at the food they were growing. Then we had to pee. Uh, so me and V looked at each other and said we should go on the property. And both thought, no, not Stella's property. Uh, we're, we're not shy. We have no problem ducking behind a bush, but not there. We tried to go back into the main house, but the ladies wouldn't let us in. They said a woman was sleeping in the living room. They said we go to the bathroom down the path, which is next to the arena. As we walked down the path, we stopped to talk to the huge chickens and feed them grass through the fence. We proceeded down the path looking for the church in the bathrooms. We ended up asking some nice boys for help. Uh, we went into the bathroom. I literally took my phone in my hand and dropped it in the toilet. <laughs> I proceeded to clean it off, talking to V about the amazing benefits that come from urine. I told her that I was still thinking about trying to put it on my face, etc. A urinology is no joke, okay? Um, I haven't done it, but I hear it's amazing. Anyway, we walked in. One, uh, the women was there in the entry to greet people or question them. V started talking to her and she asked for business cards. V left to grab one. I proceeded to try and clean the water, the toilet water off my phone. She started talking to me, told me they had tea or something in water, started talking about getting foam cups for the water. Just kept talking about it. So I thought I would just drink some. So I did. So when I noticed the three men from the gazebo right in front of me getting water, finally V got back with no cards. Haha. -ha. I had like 50 in my card they gave me in Dallas when I first met them in person. I offered to go grab one, but he said no. Then we walked in the main part of the church. I remember people asking me to take pics. So I asked the lady to please take a pic of me and V, which she did take like five. Very nice. We went and sat down. I started looking around the room, noticing the green paint on the walls. It's literally like a green screen in there. Um, and that almost all the quotes hanging on the walls were quotes from Joshua. I kind of mentioned it to V then took a quick picture. Um, maybe to send to our Josh. Then it started. I whispered to V that the church stuff wasn't really my thing. And I asked her if we were going to stay the whole five hours. I was hungry. I'd only eaten four crackers in my car watching Mick, one of which fell on the ground outside my car because they'd been in my purse so long they were smushed. I opened my door so the crumbs wouldn't get in my car, dropped it, just ate off the ground. Why not? The first man speaking, I felt like he was looking at us, but we repeated the words of the prayer book given to us when we entered. We did this for... Uh, for a whole hour when another lady took over. That's when I noticed the same young boy that V asked for help playing the piano. I wondered if it was the woman's son speaking as I noticed her eye. Uh, she kept being eye caught contact with him as she spoke when he played the piano. He was very good at the piano. Didn't make a lot of facial expressions, but played beautifully. After a couple hours, V asked me if I wanted to get a drink and smoke our vapes in our cars, take a break. I was like, yeah, haha. We went out to our separate cars. I was sitting in my car when I noticed V doing something in her car. She then got out and came over to my passenger side door where she gave me a duplicate of her family's uh, miracle medal. No one has ever given me something so precious. It brought me to tears where I hugged V, thanked her and put it in my pocket. We went back into the church. I kept checking to my pocket to make sure the metal wasn't falling out. Immediately walking back into the church, I had felt the energy had shifted. That's when I noticed that Stella was taking over. That's when thing got a lot, things got a lot more intense. We started singing, crying, talking to God, telling the demons to get out. People were speaking in tongues, kneeling on the floor, screaming to God. Then the main speaker with the last name spelled like priest, but not priest, started talking. I liked him. He mentioned they hadn't asked for money, which that's when I noticed they hadn't, not one time, unlike most church services. As it proceeded, I could hear the woman behind us repeat, uh, repeating the line of telling the demons to get out and get rid of them. I noticed the man from the mobile home number one sitting in front of us holding the same binder which appeared to have notes etc then i noticed that the oldest of the three women sitting in front of us appeared to check her phone and the speaker looked at her and then they left they actually went into the back um stella moved them to the back of the church basically told them not to be disrespectful and bye-bye um, then the speaker started talking about placing hands on each other casting out demons and healing the sick we asked us to raise our hands 
Uh, then he said to come up to the front, which I forget why, but we all did. And he talked more about placing hands in each other. We were singing, crying. Some were talking in tongues, making interesting noises. He then touched our foreheads. When he touched mine, I saw white. Stella came over and started doing the same thing. I noticed Stella looking into people's eyes. I felt her stare into mine almost as if she was looking for something. People then started literally falling to the ground. I tried to help one lady, but V said to let her fall. I think me and V might have been the only two who didn't fall down to the ground. I've always wondered about that as you see in the movies. I didn't feel like falling or fainting or anything. I just felt God. After that, we talked to Stella, thanked her and went to our cars. I hugged V and she gave me some chips among other goodies. She knew I was hungry. Uh, she pulled out first and as I was pulling about to pull out another woman came to my car and asked me to roll down my window she was nice she asked me if i wanted a power drink or something because she knew i had a couple hour drive i told her i was okay and started to leave the property i actually drove in circles because it was so dark i couldn't see anything eventually i figured my way out as i drove very carefully in the pitch black night it was the most beautiful experience of my life yep yeah i i'd say uh yeah there so. you go <coughs> um this just broke, by the way. Uh, IRS whistleblower accuses Biden administration of preferential treatment for the Hunter Biden probe. So it looks like it's we're winning. Uh, it looks like people are starting to come out. Mm -hmm. So an anonymous whistleblower sent forward a, a complaint to the Biden administration improperly handling the investigation into Hunter Biden's uh, computer and giving him preferential treatment. GOP 8 confirmed the whistleblowers referring to the probe into Hunter Biden, who's under federal investigation for tax crimes and other wrongdoings. The whistleblower who's communicating with lawmakers through a uh, lawyer, Mark D. Little, described Biden's administration actions and contradictions with the sworn testimony of Congress, an unnamed senior a political appointee. Hmm. What do you know? We'll see how that plays out. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about it tomorrow after I dump half the computer. Hopefully, it'll work better tomorrow. No shit. Um, um, I will say though, another another uh, another song that caught my attention because it's what you say all the time, um, or the gist of it. Psalm 59, 16, but I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Uh, I thought you would have gone with one nineteen fifty, but mm. that's a better one. One nineteen fifty. Yeah. This is my comfort in my affliction for thy word hath quickened me. Well, they both apply, but the first one, because, you know, you always advise people to just every morning when, when you get up, like as you're going out to your car to go to work, just thank God for being alive another day. Don't ask for anything. Just thank God. Just say thanks. Just to give your thanks. That's it. Sing of thy power. I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. So, but yes, this is my comfort in my affliction. And, and that is, God helps those that help themselves does not mean that you should not turn to God in your darkest times to trouble. That is when God wants you to turn to him. That is when God will truly help you. When you are in despair, when you are at your very wit's end, when you don't know what else to do, call on God. Put God first in your life. Listen to him. Follow the path that he sets for you. And 
it makes things a lot easier. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <sighs> Anywho, either way, we're going to get the fuck out of here because yeah, Josh go. is coming up next on the Red Pill Project. Yep. And we're finally going to get out of here with Red Pill still in tune. So you guys are going to be here. So again, stay tuned. Tomorrow we'll be back 545 for the pre-show. You can check out Miss Leanna Wilbert tomorrow morning at 9.05 mm-hmm. over on pill.net. And uh, she's at 9.05 a.m. And uh, great show this morning, madam. Uh, I didn't see it at first. I was like, oh, she's not going to have a show. And then I clicked over and there it was. Either way, uh, you can check her out, 9.05, and she pretty much runs all day. And then, uh, again, for us, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. And uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow night, fuckers. Uh, have a great night. And uh, till tomorrow for the Mick and V Lynn. Have a great night, guys. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And um, try and get us out of here without fucking this up. But who knows how this can be. Fuck around and find out